apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 3389238, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML3389238, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RNJ. I'm Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio, and... As, and we said it two weeks ago, this Yankee season might be over by the middle of August, and it is. It is over. It is over, and it ended on Sunday. Sunday's game was an absolute disgrace. That was a microcosm of the season. Sunday's game was a microcosm of the season. They were they were, they were winning. They were up 7-1. to one. Then they get to the ninth inning. They're up 7-3. And the bullpen's been great all year. It's been really good all year. But the biggest issue with this bullpen is they don't have a consistent ninth inning guy, and that happened on Sunday. And when I knew they were going to lose that game on Sunday – is when Clay Holmes threw that ball away. When Clay Holmes threw that ball, ball away, I knew they were going to lose that game because the rise was coming up. He hit the double, then Berger gets the game-winning hit, and that's it. That the, 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 to me, that was the day where they were that they were eliminated. Then they because you knew what was coming up next. They got three games with Atlanta, and they've and they've gotten outscored sixteen to three in the last two games. You knew they weren't winning the two games with Atlanta. They shouldn't win tonight either. I mean, who's even – I don't even know who's – I don't even know. Uh, Vasquez. Vasquez oh. is starting against that Braves lineup. And let me tell you, talk about great organizations. The Braves, mm-hmm. that's the top organization in baseball. And the Yankees aren't – and like I said in the open, <laughs> and I know we made that open a couple of years ago, but the Yankees are not even close to that. They aren't even close to what a team like the Braves is right now. No, and I hope the organization has realized this. But, again, Aaron Boone last night said there's still a lot of season left. 
Oh God! Oh, okay. Then, no. then, then, oh, 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 the other day. Oh, on Monday he says, "Oh, the attitude in the clubhouse is is fine. I I don't mind the attitude in the clubhouse." It, guys don't care. Guys do not care about what's happening right now. No. It's guys no. don't care. He thinks guys care because they're not showing emotion. Guys don't care. They don't care. No. Judge kind of said, you know, we're not showing up right now. So like at least Judge has acknowledged that they're not playing well. But yeah, you're right. This is where he's right now. I was kind of going through it last night. I think we're the Yankees right now. I'd put them maybe the 14th, 15th best organization right now in baseball. Like I'd That's put them crazy. middle of the pack right now. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're middle of the pack with a GM that that is out of touch with reality yeah. and an ownership that has not made changes. Yeah, they're right. They're they're in the middle right now. Yeah, they are. They've gotten absolutely blown out the last two. Uh, you know, five nothing last night, eleven three. You lose Sunday, eight to seven, and yeah, you know, it's just. Boone, you know, I know we'll, we'll get to the Boone Catherine stuff, but yeah, this, like the season, yeah, the season's over. And again, maybe I'm a bad fan for saying this, but I rather this thing, I rather have them mathematically out of this thing as soon as possible because so that at the end of the season, that Hal and Brian Catherine cannot make the excuse of, oh, if we were healthy, we were a championship team. Like, you know, I don't want to hear that excuse yet again. Absolutely. So Absolutely. You're 100% right about that. Yeah. You want this thing to be a total disaster. Kind of like what the Giants were at the end of the year, end of 2021. So they're motivated to make changes. If this team makes like kind of a run, and that's what they've sometimes done. They did They did it in 26. They did it in uh, 2016 they, or in 20, and in 2013. They make kind of a run at the end where they're kind of in it, but they're not. Then they're going to say, oh, well, if we had Rizzo healthy, if we had Judge healthy all year, and if we had Rodon, if Rodon was healthy and our Stanton was healthy, we would have made the playoffs. No. You're you're 100 right. You want this thing to be a total collapse at this point. You want this team to finish like 75 and 87 at this point. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, and I think the last time that they were at 500 this late in the season was a 95. And I know that team made a run there and got to the playoffs. And obviously, we know the next year they made a World Series. But is there any like there's you know there there's no way I I don't believe that this team could run off eight to ten. Like there's just, I just I they haven't done it. They won one stretch in the month of May where I think they won eight or nine. But that ain't that's not happening, right? Not not the way they're playing. Again, I would love to have a number eight hitter that's batting 290. Like that that that'd be awesome. Like that and that Braves, the top four hitters haven't missed any time this year. And I and I think Albies until he got hurt this weekend had, hadn't missed a game yet either this year. Like they're playing every night. And Monday would have been the night to sit them after you just played a doubleheader on Saturday. You had a Sunday night game Sunday. And then the quick turnaround Monday, they still all in that lineup and they still put up 11 runs. So that's a, that's a heck of an organization. And again, what they've done of just signing their guys right away when they come up and get in team value deals for the next seven, eight years, it, it's, you know, it, it's been remarkable. Now that this is you know, the Braves organization is miles ahead right now where the Yankees are. And, you know, they, I hope looking at themselves at the mirror going there, there's a problem here. No, there absolutely is a problem. And right now we'll get to, to who, who is more to blame for what's going on this year. Is it Boone or, or is it Brian Cashman? And I think it's close between the two, but I'm going to go with Cashman because of the way this team is constructed. It's constructed with a lot of 30-year-olds that just uh, that are locked up into long-term deals that are not good. They're not that good anymore. They lock up Stan's locked up to a long-term deal. Rizzo's locked up to a long-term deal. LeMayu's locked up. Still locked. Still has money. Still has. Still under contract for the next for next year or two. And then uh, Donaldson as well. It's the way the team is constructed. That's why I think it's definitely more on Brian Cashman. And let's not forget they waited too long to sign Aaron Judge. So the way this team is constructed right now, 
I think is is it's 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 a little bit more on Cashman than Boone, but also Boone needs to be fired too. Mm-hmm. Boone needs to be fired. It's been six years, and and when he got when he came here, the Yankees were one game away from winning the World Series. The closest the Yankees have gotten was in 2019, where they lost in six to the Astros. So yeah, Boone. Both these guys got. I think Cashman is more to blame, but Boone still has. Doesn't mean Boone doesn't have to go. Boone has to go as well. Yeah, I think it's Cashman by a good margin. See, I, I'll get to my Boone. I would say by a good margin. I would say by a good margin. Boone hasn't done that good of a job either. No, he, no, he hasn't. But he's been dealt the cards that he's gotten. And but again, he does believe in the analytics. He does sit there in his post-game conferences, and when he gets asked a question about, you know, like Sunday, about um, the walking Solaire, I, th- I believe he's like, no, that was never in the question. Like, he believes in the numbers. He believes in all that. So, like, I don't feel sorry for him there. Um, But, yeah, with Cashman, yeah, the way he construct again, we're just playing the Braves. Matt Olson was there for the taking. They, re- they re-signed Rizzo so that they didn't have to trade any of their prospects. But what they do is they court all their prospects in AAA – and they never use them. They never call them up. And again, that if they didn't want to trade them, at least call them up. But they don't do it. They just let them sit there, and they continue to wait for these thirty-five-year-olds. You know, hey, you know, we believe in them, and hey, you know, if they're healthy, they'll be on the field. Again, did you know what he wanted Miami to give up for Glaber Torres? What do you want? What do you What do you want? He wanted the Marlins to give up their two, two of their top five pitching. Uh, there are two top pitching prospects, which were top five in the Marlins organization, and then two other like top fifteen position players. That's not That's happening. what we wanted for Glaber. That's not happening. Glaber yeah. Torres is an average player at best. That's what they wanted. That's not, that was, that, there's yeah. no way that That's was what I read. There's no That's way that was going to happen. And you made a great point about the prospects. Why isn't Jason Dominguez playing on this team right now? Why isn't was it Austin Wells' name? Why isn't Austin, Austin Wells yeah. the catcher? Why isn't Austin yep. Wells playing on this team? Why are these guys not playing on this team right now? Because Austin Wells is better than any catcher. What, what, what are the Yankees getting at the catcher position? Hagashioka? He's terrible. What are the Yankees? What are the Yankees getting at center field? I like Harrison Bader, but I would like to see some Jason Dominguez. See, and, and obviously seeing the problems they have in the outfield, I, especially in left field, I'd like to see some of Jason Dominguez. So yeah. I don't get why these players aren't up. They're trying to like you know pretend to the fans, oh, we still have a chance because we're six and a half games out of a wild card spot with forty games to play. You're in the seventh wild card position. Three teams are ahead of you: the Red Sox, the the, the Red Sox. The, the, the uh, Mariners and the Blue Jays. You're six and a half games behind the Blue Jays, and you got two other teams ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, yeah. That's why I also want them to kind of just fall apart because I would love to see Austin because I know the catching's not, they, they're worried about his catching ability at the major level. And like, uh, see what you got with them in the month of September. You already know we got with Higashioka and Workbed. They're not good. They're not, they're, they're backup catchers. And even Tarina, I know Tarina had a really good year last year. I know maybe part, you know, the big reason why I showed this year because of the wrist injury. But again, like you look at the baseball card before this year, Trevino was—he's a backup catcher. He ain't—he's not a starter, you know. And then the other center field they have, Everson Pereira, has been tearing it up in AAA. That's another guy I would love to just see get him. Like he's one guy, I, I'd be very shocked they don't call up. And then I would even love to see Florial get a run in the month of September, just you know, to give him a month to see if he can play at the major level. You know, let Peraza play. You know, I know he played a little bit this year, but. Give them a couple weeks to come up here and just just play, you know. Like yeah, like they hoard all these guys and they never trade them. And again, that's that's the big issue. And yeah, you know, and they just what a reason. Pashman just loves to hold on to these guys. And look what they did with Debbie Garcia. They again, ruined, they broke them. They ruined them. They completely yeah. ruined Debbie Garcia. The Peraza is in and out of the lineup. Peraza, 
Dominguez and Wells should be playing now. They should be playing now. They should not be. They should be playing. The Yankees should be looking towards the future now. This season is over. I don't want to hear the nonsense about, oh, we still have a chance. You don't have a chance. You're 60 and 60, six and a half games out of the last wild card spot. You don't have a chance. Start getting ready for next next season. So it's 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 just it's but 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 the thing is is I think I feel like Cashman might might think his job is on the line because that's why these guys haven't been up yet. I don't know. Well, it was right after we got off the air last week. I forgot who wrote it. It was for the uh, ng.com. He was saying like, it was more on the kind of how how let's Brian run this team. Brian's in charge, which is ridiculous, which is absurd, which is yeah, actually how, ridiculous. How does how never wanted to be the owner? It was supposed to go to the other brother, Hank, who passed away a couple years ago because um, he had uh, health, health issues. But how never it sounds like how would have sold the team if he had the opportunity. But he's just he's sitting and waiting for the grandkids to be able to be old, old enough to own the team. So like the thing is, I don't think Cash is going anywhere. And what like the only thing is if him and Hal at the end of the year go, oh, you know, Brian takes another position in the, within the organization. He's not getting fired. He's not going to get fired. He's not going to get fired. But get him get him away from being the general manager. Just yeah. put him in some senior advisory role. Get him away from being the general manager and, and leave him at any conversation about personnel about this team because he is a humongous reason why he is the, he is the biggest reason why this team is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely is. It, you know, it, it, again, I said it that, you know, they could have gone out and traded for Sean Murphy a couple years ago. You know, there's yeah. been countless. They could have got Castile last year. Yeah. They, yeah. you know, again, I hope Volpe turns a nice player, but like, you know, you could have traded for Castillo too. You know, they've had opportunities to trade some of these guys and try to get younger, and they just haven't done it, you know? I, and I know he doesn't want to deteriorate the farm system, but I'm like, look at the Braves. Like, they don't really need a farm system right now. All those guys are pretty young. They're pretty controllable right now. Like, you don't – you you have – they have time to replenish that farm system. So, yeah, it, it, again, you know, it's just – it's disappointing. Yeah, the way he built the team, again, there's barely any lefties. They have no athleticism. I'm like, look at Austin Riley running first to third up. What it was eight to three Monday night. Yeah. He's going hundred miles per hour. Like it's game seven, a one run game. Like, you know, it's just, it, yeah. The, the way the team was constructed was, was horrible. And yeah, Cashman should be able to, you know, Cashman should get let go, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. But yeah, hopefully he would take a senior advisor role. Um, yeah. Cause this is bad. And this is a team that with all the contracts they have right now, they're not like, how are you fixing this team? That's the issue. You're gonna like, have to. Tra- you're gonna have to try to trade. You're gonna have to try to maybe see if someone's gonna take Stan's contract. Someone's gonna take Rizzo's contract. You're gonna have to see if someone's gonna be willing to take those contracts. But it's gonna take a year or two to get the, all these contracts off the books. It really is. I mean, this is this is. Good. I don't think it's gonna be like you know they're gonna go from where they, where they were in 2015, 2016, and then being immediately a contender in 2017. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be that way. I think it's gonna take a couple of years to get a lot of these contracts off the books. Get a new GM here to get a lot of these contracts off the book and books, and they're gonna have to rebuild. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for Judge and Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole to accept rebuilds, but that's kind of the way it's gonna be for those two guys. Yeah, it's be tough for the fans because that's not something you expect in New York. But but I the problem say, is but, Cashman yeah. put them in this position. Cashman put them in this position. He did, you know. And hey, there's there's another team out there that has wasted the two oh, prime years God. of two. Absolute uh, 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 beast uh, in the sport too. With the yeah, the the Mets, yeah, the, 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 or, uh, the Angels too. The Angels, the Angels, the Angels, the Angels yeah, the Angels, the Angels and the Mets, Mets with yeah. Lindor and Alonzo. The Angels with Shohei and uh, 
and trout. Uh, and trout. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, this is the problem with it. But it's what happens when you don't have a general manager that does a good job. Brian Cashman, no. I think he's a Hall of Fame general manager, but he needs he, to go. He he absolutely's got too much power in this organization. He needs to go. And uh, we actually the next question is who's got to go first, Boone or Cashman? It should be Cashman, but I do uh, but I do think it's going to be Boone first. But I think obviously Cashman should go as well. Yeah. No, they both should go because again. I don't think Boone ever writes on a lineup card. Like, I think that comes from upstairs. I, you know, like, but some of the end game from Boone is, is pathetic. Oh, and I, I, I don't yeah. know what he's thinking. And that's, but again, we're going to get another Aaron Boone next year. That's the problem. Billy Martin is not coming to manage his team. Joe Torrey ain't coming to manage his team. That's what I wear. I don't know who's going to manage his team next year, but it's going to be yeah. an analytical guy that we're probably yeah. all going to want gone within six months. But yeah, 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 you know, I'm with you. You know, Cashman, a couple of the trades too. Like, that Donaldson trade for I, you know, bringing in I, I can't well, spend okay. That's been bad, but that was a bad trade. That, that was, was that was a bad. It worked for oh no, it worked for the first half of last year. Like everything Cashman's done worked for one half of the season last year, where they had where they had a historic first half. Since then, they've been really a five hundred team. Yeah, they. I think they pre. I think now they have like under two hundred since like last July or whatever it is. It, it, so yeah, it, they've been mediocre at best, and yeah, you know. Again, like they gave up a guy like Gary Sanchez, who I know that the the average is not great. And like that's the thing. Like, yes, Gary strikes out a lot, but everybody else in the lineup does. What was the big yeah. deal? Yeah. He, he hit a grand slam last night. He's yeah. got 16 home runs now. His batting yeah. average up to 230. That'd be yeah. nice to have it as a starting catcher. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, he'd be better than what we have. I mean, yeah. our, the catchers we have are absolutely pathetic. So, yeah, he'd be our best. He's not good. He's not that good. He's the He'd be the best catcher on our team right now. Yeah, yeah. And again, I you take the offense right now when he's giving you offensively, and the yeah. Padres love him. Yeah. The Padres, the pitching staff love him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think he's gotten better defensively, but yeah, you know, like that's the thing. Like they quit on him, and it's like you're gonna miss that production. They thought, see, I think they thought with that lineup that they could that they'd be okay with a with the backup catcher pretty much. But the problem you know, is a lot that, of guys yeah. in the lineup now. Are getting are getting past their prime. Stanton getting yeah. past his prime. Rizzo getting past his prime. Lemayu getting past his prime. Yeah. Donaldson getting past his prime. Really outside of Judge, a lot of these guys are past their primes now, and it's really shown up this season. Yeah, it has. And I actually, I forgot to bring this up last week. I saw Donaldson in the game a couple weeks ago. He was running pretty well for just having a calf injury like two weeks ago. Like I, I don't know. There might be a little bit more to that, but he was running well. Like I did not see much. Like you know of like a limp or anything like he was running well and i know like he's supposed to he's on the il for another 30 days but like that tells me too like i think they thought of like he just he's got nothing left too like just put him the 60 day il because i was kind of surprised to see him running yeah 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 you're you're surprised to see a lot of things nowadays with the yankees it's just yeah it's just been it's just been the season has been an absolute it's been an absolute mess it's been an absolute mess both Boone and Cashman need to be gone. They gotta have a new general manager. They gotta have a new, uh, a new, a new, uh, new manager next year. Everybody's gonna say, "Oh, you're just getting mad about one bad year." Well, two years ago wasn't a great year either. I know last year was a really good year. They got to the ALCS, but two years ago that wasn't a great year either. And I wanted Boone gone after that year. So two years ago wasn't great. This year, this year they're completely underachieving. And and re- and, and realistically, I know they've had some good years in there and like. 2018 and 2019 but they weren't championship years they're not championship years where you could say oh we got we, we got to keep this guy because he won a world series for us this team hasn't played in the world series in 15 years there's got to be changes and they got to start at the top in the offseason yeah absolutely and you know yeah and 
Yeah, I know they got the LCS last year, but look, look at Cleveland this year. It took them five games to get by Cleveland, and they barely did that. Like, you know, I so I kind of like last year. Like, if they played somebody else, they probably would have gone home in in the uh, DS last year. So yeah, you go back twenty twenty one. Yeah, they you know it's not great either. You know, ending the wild in the wild card game, losing to Boston. Like, hey, it hasn't been great. And you know, the Astros have absolutely owned you. And I feel like I know the Astros are been on fire now and now with Verlander gonna be right there and yeah it just kind of seems like they're just falling farther and farther behind the pack and yeah it's time to make some major changes and it, you know it's how's gonna have to and I hope how will eat a lot of money on those contracts you mentioned Stan Rizzo and LeMayu but I just you know to me in the offseason there's three players that are safe on this team uh obviously Judge Cole and Volpe that's it that's it all, all the other ones all the other three, all the, oh no, all, the, all the rest, they can do whatever they want with. You mean like a Michael King? You don't even want? Yes, I don't care. He's a reliever. I know he's having a good mm, year, but he's a reliever. Yes. You, you can get rid of him, yes. And uh, really, three guys that I think should be safe on this team. I'm going to say it again. Cole, Judge, Volpe, that's it. Yeah, right now, yeah. So you got none of those young guys, yeah. That, that trying to go through it, yeah. Because like Rondon, I, I, I'm done with Rondon already. No, that, that, that was, that that was a great that's the other thing about Cashman. He's got to know. This is a guy with a guy who's been hurt the last couple of years. He's had a, he's had a history of getting injured, and of course he does. He gets injured with us. Yeah, he does. You know, and now it's, it's like a, and what in like spring training, like yeah, like it's a chronic. Like now, now they're like a chronic back issue. It's like yeah, that oh that will only get worse. That will only get better Jeez. as he gets into his Jeez. you know Jeez. later in his thirties. So let me tell you, yeah, it's this, a this, mess. Yeah, this is it. This is probably the last time we're going to talk about the Yankees until a change gets made because. Or, or when they play the Red Sox, because this, this, because really, it's it's me, it's these are meaningless games from here on out. They pretty much have forty-two meaningless games, and the last time this has happened has probably been the early. This is the first time since the early nineties that the Yankees have had meaningless games. This the, the, in the middle of August. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because even like the last year that stadium was open, they were in there to like mid-September. They, they, they were they were in it. In, they were in it in 08. They were in it in thirteen and fourteen and sixteen. So yeah. they've been, even though those teams didn't make the playoffs, they were in it in September. This is the first yeah. time, probably since 1992, that the Yankees won't be in it until the month of September. Yeah, yeah. Again, it'll be interesting what this, what some of the attendants are like. I, because I think the, is it maybe, maybe it is a week. You know, it, it'll be interesting. Like next week, like I think next Wednesday when they play the Nationals, like one o'clock on a Wednesday. Like, what's that attendance to be like? like oh, you know? that's that's going to be a lot of empty seats. A lot of empty yeah. seats in that stadium. Next yeah. next Thursday, a lot of empty seats will be in that stadium next Thursday. But yeah, it's just it's just been a very 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 disappointing season for the Yankees. But we're going to move on to a team that is in the race, and that's the Red Sox. And yes, they haven't played the best of competition with the Tigers, the Royals, and the Nationals. But you got to play who's on your schedule. They've won five out of six. They've definitely pitched better. Sale came back last week. Uh, the, we know the offense is really good. So and uh, they they did two more with the Nationals. They got three with the Yankees. So they definitely have a chance to get closer to the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Big, big opportunity. I mean, playing the Nationals two game two more with the Nationals. You got three with the Yankees. So really, really big opportunity for this team to get to get close to the Blue Jays and Mariners. And they really have to take advantage of this because look at sixteen of their next nineteen games are against the Astros, Dodgers, Orioles, and Rays. Those are four of the best. They play pretty much four four of the best teams. In, so they play four of the best teams in baseball. Sixteen of their next nineteen games. That's really gonna. T- we're really gonna know if the Red Sox. I mean, they're, 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 we're gonna we're gonna see if the Red Sox are for real uh, after that after that series against the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely are. You know, it's gonna be a big stretch coming up for them, and you know, 
the bullpen's been excellent. I think Coors said last night, like this is the best bullpen he's had since become the manager of the Red Sox. And even at, even you know, even 2018, it's better than that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you said even even better than 18, which was surprising because I'm like 18, they were pretty good, but you know, like you know, and yeah, it's been it's been surprising. You know, now they're getting healthy rotation wise. You mentioned sales, come, you know, sale came back last week. Whitlock came back on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday it was. Tanner Houck is on track to pitch Monday. I think he's throwing his last rehab game tonight against uh, the Yankees AAA team. So hey, you know, so he's on pace to start down in Houston Monday night. So they're getting healthy at the rotation spot, which they definitely need because they were doing all you know those all those openers just you know tough to work. And Nick Favetta's been bad. I know he kind of had that one rough inning last night against Washington. Um, they survived, but yeah, this team's playing better. Story's been back, and it looks like his time he's finally is finally back and. He's playing well, so Casas again just continues to tear the cover off the ball, and he's he's improved so much. Yeah, he really has because he got off to a slow start, and he's been he's Casas has been red hot. You got Trevor Story back in that lineup now. Obviously, Devers is is, is, Devers, is an MVP, yeah. one of the top ten player in the game. Uh, Verdugo, got, he, I think he hit a homer last night. Uh, Yoshida's played well. Turner's had a re- Turner's yeah, been a surprise. Turner, been I didn't fun. think Turner was going to have the year he had. Turner's had a really good year. So this is they've been a really good offensive team. I think Jansen was a really good pickup too. The question's going to be, though, can Sale and Hauk be good? Can Hauk and Sale be good? Because that's what they did. That's what that's what they're depending on. They're really counting on those two guys because they did nothing at the trade deadline, nothing to improve this rotation. Those two guys got to be good. Those two guys got to be good or High and Bloom is going to be is going to be gone. These, these next 19 games are huge for this team because it's really going to determine if they're going to be a playoff team or not. And, and, this is, and they're playing. Teams are going to play if they get into the playoffs. So these these next nineteen after the Yankee series, these next nineteen years with the Red Sox, especially sixteen of them playing playing some great teams, are going to be huge for this team. It's going to show if this team is a World Series contender or not. Yeah, it absolutely will. And you know, yeah, they, they're huge. And you know, for for a team right now that's again like they take they took care of business. You know, I know they um, you know, they lost uh, Saturday to Detroit, but they bounced back on on Sunday. And they played, you know, they played better. Um, yeah, like the, this team with yeah the schedule coming up with Houston with the Dodgers and Houston again, you know for the like, even for like the fan base too like you know Patriot football is going to start kind of towards the end of that this run here and you know will this will any be any anybody be interested in Boston and, and the Red Sox you know hitting into mid September you know you know this, like this stretch, what, to, this stretch is what's going to determine it this stretch is yeah. what is what's going to determine it yeah it absolutely will and it, it's going to be big for this this whole team and. You know, hopefully they get on a hot, you know, they've been on a hot streak right now. They've been playing a lot better. Yeah, they've taken care of teams that you got to beat. And, again, you know, you expect that, you know, they're six and one against the Yankees this year. You, you expect them to take care against the Yankees this weekend. You know, the, again, you know, um, tonight you, you got Paxton on the mound. Who's I think, I think got sale on, you got sale on Thursday afternoon against the Nationals. Yeah, so, yeah, you went tonight. You kind of feel pretty good about, you know, having a chance to get a, a sweep against Patrick Corbin. Not been very good. I, he's been a little bit better this year, but his ERA is still in a high four. So, yeah, for Boston, it's a it's a huge one. You know, you, you're playing a very good Astros team. You're playing a Dodgers team um, that everybody knows is going to be right there. You know, and then and probably playing the Braves and the uh, champion in the NLCS. So, yeah, for Boston, it, it's huge here. And yeah, the bullpen's got to continue to pitch well and close out games when they can. Yeah, if, if Sale and How can come out, you know, even just give them five innings. The way that bullpen's been, you. Feel pretty good that they could that bullpen can give you, um, you know, twelve outs or so, and, and, and kind of close out the game. 
Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And now talking about that series against the Yankees, we'll talk about it now. And uh, we got Friday night. You got Bellow pitching, and the Yankees don't even haven't even named a starter yet. So that that definitely, I think that definitely should be a win for the Red Sox on Friday night. Saturday, I think is the game the Yankees win with Cole going up against Crawford. Because really, the only games the Yankees win or have a good Very chance of where the games that Garrett Cole pitches in. Yeah. So I think they win that one. And then Sunday, I think Pavetta beat Pavetta beats Clark Schmidt. So. This is a series, though, for the Red Sox against the Yankees. The Yankee team has been playing, has been playing poorly. That the Red Sox got to win two out of three. If they want to, if they want to keep pace with the Blue Jays and the Mariners, the Red Sox got to take advantage. They got to at least, they, in, in their next five games, they got to at least go three and two. They can't be going two and three against the Nationals and the Yankees. They got to be going three and two or four and one in those games if they want to keep pace with the Blue Jays and the Mariners. Yeah, absolutely, they do, and you know, because I think Seattle's got um Houston too this weekend, so you might be able to gain a couple games. You might Seattle, be able to you know, leap Seattle. them. That's the thing. You might yeah. be able to leap them uh, this weekend if you take advantage of if you take advantage against the Yankees. Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, they definitely could. And Friday night, did you say t- uh, you know Yankees haven't announced anybody? That yeah. feels to me like it's probably gonna be a Johnny Burrito at least bull situation. Yeah, then, yeah so. kind of a bullpen game for the Yankees. Yeah, so. Burrito's been decent. You know, he hasn't been horrible, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the Red Sox got to win two out of three. I think they will. Um, you know, Cole, I expect to pitch well, but again, the Red Sox have had some success against them. You know, so, you know, you, you hope he goes out there and pitches well. They're going to need it. Um, it's just the way everything's going. And, but yeah, I, I think the Red Sox take two out of three and dead. The Red Sox at four, one, three, and two would be perfect for him to go head down to Houston on Monday night, start a huge four game set with them. And, uh, you know, you, yeah, in a series, you hope to kind of maybe get the split in against Houston. I think you'd, you'd, you'd be fine with that. So, yeah, you gain a couple of, couple of games on Seattle, hopefully this weekend. Or, you know, and I think Toronto's playing Cincy. It's, the Reds haven't been playing well. So, maybe that's not pot, gaining a couple on that on Toronto. But, yeah, for Boston right now, playing a lot better. And, yeah, it's a big weekend. And, you know, we'll see if the Yankees have any heart to try to, you know, maybe kind of spoil some of the Red Sox souls. But I don't. Yeah, I'm not, really not see it right I'm, not count, I'm not counting. I'm not counting on it. I, I am not. I'm not counting the Yankees uh, doing well. This dude, having a good weekend against the Red Sox. I, I am. I am definitely, definitely not counting on that. But a couple of AFEC's teams added some running backs. But before we talk about that, we're going to hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. 
Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. Alrighty, on Monday, the rich got richer as the Jets, as this was rumored, but the Jets ended up signing Dalvin Cook, adding him to this off, these off, to, to this offense with Aaron Rodgers, with Garrett Wilson, with Alan, Alan Lazard, and don't forget, Brees Hall is coming back as well. So, and, and you got one of the best defenses in football. So, looking at this Jets roster right now and looking at the addition of Dalvin Cook, the big question is, is we're going to go big right now. Should the Jets be the favorite to win the AFC? For me, I'm still going to say no because I'm not going against. Go, I'm not going against number 15. I am not going against number 15. Last year, uh, proved to you you never go against number 15. He loses Tyreek Hill. He wins the Super Bowl. I know the Jets have added a ton of pieces, but also let's not forget this is a team that hasn't won a playoff game in 13 years. Now, I think this is a playoff team. I think this is a team that is a Super Bowl contender, but I don't think they should be the favorite to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC. Yeah, I'm right there with you, and you know, because a lot of these teams in the AFC, like the Bills, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Chiefs, you know, even the, even the uh, Chargers, like they've kind of been together for a couple of years. This whole new Jet team is, you know, there's a lot of new pieces Jets team, and they're not all going to play in the preseason. Like it's going to take them some time to gel. And again, Week One, they opened right up against the Bills. Like I feel like the, they have to win that game to win a division, and if they don't you're probably going to have to go on the road each of your playoff games. So I feel like that's just going to be a tall task. And, yeah, with, with the start they have with the Bills at home at Dallas, again, they should beat the Patriots week three. They have the Chiefs at home week Chiefs, four. That's a, huge, well, that's a huge game in week four against the Chiefs. Yeah, against, yeah, that's a, that's a big one at Denver and then Philly before they're by. Like, that's a tough six games there for a team that might take a couple weeks to kind of gel together. So – I know their schedule gets easier down the line, but I think I would rather have it reversed, kind of get some of the easy games out of the way. I feel a little better about them. Um, so, like, I, I again, I think they can win the FC, but I think I, I think it's going to be difficult, though, just with their tough slate and with everybody kind of else contending, all kind of already played with each other, kind of already have that chemistry that the Jets, you know, don't have just yet. Exactly, exactly. Now, if we were talking about are they, are they the favorite in the NFC? They probably be the oh, yeah. second second best or maybe even the best team in the NFC going into the season. It just shows you that the AFC is a much better conference than the NFC this year. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, yeah, it it, it really is. And, yeah, because, like, the Niners, you know, could have some issues. And they like the second best team. Like, you know, like, yeah, the Eagles are going to be really good. They're going to be really talented. But, yeah, like, outside of Philly, we'll see what happens to the Niners and Nick Bosa. But, yeah, like, the, the NFC is pretty much wide open for the second best team um whoever wants it so yeah like the jets yeah they'd be right there with the eagles for uh over in the nfc you know them and them and the eagles yeah would definitely be the top two favorites there and on the other side absolutely 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 now the next question is is are the jet should the jets be the favorite to win the afc east and i'm still gonna go with the bills and i'm gonna go with the, i think they're better they're obviously better than the patriots and dolphins in my opinion but i'm still gonna go with the bills because i'm gonna go with continuity 
I think I know there's this Allen Diggs thing. I get it. I get the Allen Diggs thing that's going on right now, but I'm gonna go with continuity and I'm gonna go with the team that's been together for the last four or five years and a team that's made the playoffs the last four years and gotten to an AFC championship game and a quarterback that's went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. So I, I I'm gonna go with the, I think it's very close, but I'm still gonna go with the Bills as the favorite in the AFC East. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I got the Bills. Yeah, they kind of knew he, that team got chemistry. Again, I, I think that's a team, yeah, again, that goes 14, you know, they could go 14 and three, you know, 13 and five, um, 13, you know, and four. 13 and four. Yeah. So something I see, I could see them go right around there. I don't know if the Jets get to that mark. And yeah, you know, go with Josh Allen with that, with, um, with that group, uh, you know, yeah. And I know, yeah, dig, you know, um, there could be some issues there with digs, but I think, you know, Gabe Davis, like I think Josh Allen could. Um, they got a, so they got a couple other guys that I think they, 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 that they'll use it. You know, there's some issues there, and you know, we'll see if they're running back in here. They're running, if their running game's kind of a little bit more improved now with Damian Harris and, and James Cook. But yeah, right now I still got the Bills there as a favorite to win the AFC East. Yeah, yeah I, I think they are. It's just yeah, you just you got to go with continuity. The Jets, yeah. they're very talented, mm-hmm. but they've kind of thrown this team. They've kind of thrown this team together you know you know getting going out and trading for Aaron Rodgers going out and you know signing Alan Lazard and I know those guys that Rodgers know signing Lazard and Cobb and getting Markel Markel Hardman and then and then then uh, signing Dalvin Cook so they've kind of it's kind of similar to the Bucks uh uh two two three years ago this could be could be similar to a Bucks same situation where the Bills might win the regular season games but if they meet in the playoffs the Jets might beat them but but yeah it's 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 one of it's one it's one of those things where the Bills right now have a little bit more continuity of the Jets. The Jets were kind of thrown together. The only difference, though, between the Jets and the Bucks is the Bucks had Tom Brady. Jets have Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I'm still taking Tom Brady over Aaron. Aaron Tom Brady definitely – if you know Aaron Rodgers is a top-ten quarterback of all time, the Bucs have the greatest to ever do it. Arguably the greatest player in NFL history. So this Jets team, the only concern with me in terms of them winning a division is they kind of were thrown together. And I, and, and, I, and I trust the coach of the Bills a little bit more in Sean McDermott than I do Robert Salah. So this Jet team is kind of thrown together. That's why I think the Bills win the division. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it kind of it Jets kind of feel like, you know, this new age kind of college where the transfer ports, like you can just kind of reinvent exactly, your whole team. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. just never And in the NFL, in a sport like football, I know it's very quarterback-driven. I get it. It's very quarterback-driven nowadays. It's not what it used to be where it was not – it's more quarterback-driven than it ever has been. But there's still, it's not the NBA. There's still a level of continuity. Anybody who's covered football or played football will know there's still a continuity level in football that matters more than it does in the NBA. There's still, there's still a team aspect of the NFL that you have to have to win a championship. And I think the Bills have a little bit more of that in the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Because timing, rhythm, you know, you get, yeah, you got to get all that down. And yeah, like for, for a new quarterback like Rodgers, you kind of got to, you, you got to have some time to work through that and, and you can only do so much in practice like you yeah. know you're going up against the same guys and with the and, lack of reps you're getting the preseason now too yeah yeah and that that too so like yeah i feel like it's gonna take you a couple of weeks again it, it, that was a great example of the bucks because it was that monday night game against the giants where, where they they that's where they hit their stride and you could see because that was right when they came off the bye too you could see yeah. like they they started rolling and, that, and that, that's that, why like that team started seven and five and then they, they started yeah. to take off after that yeah, like I, I think that could be the same thing with the Jets. Like after that by you know by week, you know, going into week eight, I, I that's where I could see that team starting to roll and they started to get clicking. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I think it's gonna take a couple weeks. And like, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like if their schedule was kind of flipped where they got like the Washingtons out of the way, like some in the Jaguars, like kind of well, maybe not the Jaguars because they, they'll be a playoff team, but they got some of those like, you know, 
easier opponents early on in the year and then kind of face like the Bills twice later, the Chiefs, the Eagles. I'd maybe feel a little bit better about them, the Jets, maybe winning that division. But, yeah, right now I still got to take the Bills. Now we'll stay in the AFC East, the Patriots. I mean, I don't know if it's official yet, but Zeke said on social media that he's going to sign with the Patriots on Monday. And uh, the big question is, is can him and Ramondre Stevenson, that's a good combination in the running game, can they uh, carry the Patriots to the playoffs? And I'm going to say no. And here's why. The Patriots will still struggle against really good quarterbacks and teams that could contain a running game. The team, the, the teams the Patriots will play well against are teams that can't stop the run and teams with bad quarterbacks because rookie or young quarterback or bad quarterbacks because we know Bill Belichick feasts on those guys. And I know the argument from Patriot fans is going to be, look at our defense last year, look at our defense last year. Again, as I said earlier in this, early, a couple weeks ago, you beat one quarterback last year that is a starter going into this year, and that's Jared Goff. So I think that, yes, it will make the Patriots running game really good. But I still don't think because of the lack of weapons on offense and the quarterback being a question mark, I still don't think the Patriots are a playoff team going into the season. Yeah, I'm 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 there with you. I still don't think they are in there. And yet I believe it's official now. Zeke is that pra- he is practicing today with the pa- Patriots. So I believe it is official now. But um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. So like again, I feel like in 2023, your defense can only take you so far. Yeah, and they have a great defense, but yeah, I, I, again, I, I'm right there with you. I like Zeke and Stevenson. Um, I, I think Zeke comes in for like a third down guy, another block. You know, um, again, he's probably the best blocker, running back blocker out there. You know, minus that final play against the Niners uh, in that playoff game last year. But you know, I, so you know, I do like Zeke coming in again. He's a decent catcher out of the backfield too, and they in re- Mac really hasn't had that outlet yet where. That does help you kind of, you know, you don't have anything downfield. You can kind of dump it off to Elliott. You know, you could you kind of use him in that game as well. I know that's what Brady loved to do so for so long here. Um, like I don't I don't hate I don't hate the move, but yeah, like maybe he gets his one win like better. But yeah, like in this division, unless and like unless a Tua and, and again this would stink, but like if Tua gets hurt, I could see it be beating out the Dolphins again. No, I, I, that's that the one. That's actually the one team I could see you guys finishing ahead of. That yeah. I think is the Dolphins. I don't see you finish the finishing ahead of the Jets or the Bills at all because no. Josh Allen has owned you since 2020. Yeah. And the Jets, you look at their roster, you look at the quarterback they have now. I know you've beaten them 14 straight times, but mm-hmm. it's a totally different team. I, I don't think it'll be better than the Jets or the Bills. But the one team I think you have a chance to be better than is 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 the Dolphins. That's a team you have a chance to be better than. And then if you look at the conference, another team. Maybe the maybe the Chargers because you've had you play that you play them this year and you've had success against the Chargers. So if you could maybe beat up the Dolphins and the beat up on the Dolphins and Chargers, maybe you have a chance to make the playoffs. But just looking at this receiving, looking at this receiving core, looking at the question mark, looking at the question mark at the quarterback position, and look at the fact the defense feasted on a lot of bad quarterback bad quarterbacks and struggled against good ones. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I yeah, because I feel like in the AFC you're going to have to have at least ten wins. And I just have a yes. hard time seeing that. Unless they just get a bunch of luck, I have a hard time seeing that. And, yeah, that that's kind of my big issue right now. Is, yeah, you know, maybe, like, yeah, like you play a slugfest against the Steels on the road, maybe you can win. But, again, that's still going to be a tough environment. We expect the Broncos to be better. You know, the Colts is, the Colts is you know, I think it, it, that's in Germany, I believe. Like That's that, that's a win. Very, that's a very winnable game, though. It, it is. That's a very winnable that's game, seeing the level yeah. rookie quarterback starting. 
Yeah, like I feel good, but like you are going out to another country. Like I, I don't like I don't. Yeah. It's tough to kind of predict those games, and you got watching at home. Like, yeah, there's some winnable games. Like they got to take care of those teams, but I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I hope the offense is better, but I just, yeah, I again, I just, I there's, uh, you know, so very, very kind of concerned about how, you know, how this all, you know, very, very concerned to see if Bill Bryant can really turn this thing around quickly enough here, especially in this division. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, I think the I think the thing is the Patriots offense, I think, will be better, yeah, but I don't I think agree. their record will be as good because I think their schedule is tougher. You look at the quarterbacks they face. They face, you know, Jay, they can face Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes this year. They, they if, if if Tua stays healthy, they got six games against Tua, they got six games against Josh Allen, they got six games against, now against Aaron Rodgers. You're and, and, and you're you're gonna have to face Dak, you're gonna have to face Daniel Jones, you're gonna face Justin Herbert. I know you've had success against Herbert, but you're gonna have to face mm-hmm. Herbert. So there's a lot of good quarterbacks they're going to be facing. They're going to have a tougher schedule this year. I think the offense will be better. I don't think it'll be great by any means because of the lack of skill guys in the question. And, and we don't know if Mac Jones is a franchise quarterback or not. But I think it'll be obviously better because you can't get any worse than last year with, no. with the clowns they had running it. I think it'll be better. But I don't think the defense will be as good because of the quarterbacks they're going to be facing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, all. and look, you're going to have to slide Christian Gonzalez and you know, probably maybe your number one guy out there. You know, like, I don't know what the heck's going on with Jack Jones right now in that situation. I, there hasn't been much. He's been practicing, but I, you know, I would think he's probably getting suspended. Like, you're probably going to have to put a rookie out there, which I thought he played pretty well the other night. But again, it, it's a really like, you know, you're going to, you're going to be asking a lot for, from him. So, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. I know Keon White, Georgia Tech guy they got. I really like that pick. He played really well the other night. But like, yeah, there's, you know, a couple of rookie wide receivers that played well, but, yeah, I, I expect the offense to be a bit better, but yeah, the, the defensive side, yeah, because again, they're not going to win shootouts. That's that's the issue. And it's like, can their defense just keep them games long enough? It's going to be a tough ask, and it's tough in twenty twenty three to kind of ask your defense to kind of yeah hold the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen's, the Justin Herberts of the world to you know within you know to keep them in the twenties. Like it's just it's pretty unrealistic unless you just get some luck and some weather luck. It's just being horrible conditions. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So it was it, it continued. It was a, another move on Monday. It was a it was a busy day in the NFL on Monday. The Cowboys and Zach Martin work out a deal, and the big they reworked their contract. And the big question is now is going into the season. Do you see the Cowboys on the same level as the Eagles and the 49ers? Because I don't. I still think this is the Cowboys are a wild card team, a team that might get to the divisional round, but just time and time again. I know the Cowboys are getting Zach Martin back, but I think there's a question mark with Tony Pollard because he's coming off a broken leg. So. I, I think the Cowboys and, and who knows about the Dak McCarthy relationship. So I think the Cowboys, I know there's a you know, potential to be good because obviously the addition of Cooks and Gilmore, but again, those are two guys in their 30s. So I, I, I think the Cowboys are a wild card team. They might win a playoff game. I just, again, don't see the Cowboys getting to a conference championship game. No, I don't either. I, I yeah, I think they're a wild card team, especially in that league like in the AFC. I think they should be able to get in. Yeah. I worry about, I worry about like the leadership of that. Like, like Diggs, what was it three weeks ago now? Like he was woofing uh Dak when we picked him off. Like yeah, stop it, dude. He's your franchise quarterback. Stop yeah, doing like, that. And and, and listen, and, and again, stop acting like you're Sauce Gardner or Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. If you're one of those guys, okay, you're one of the top corners in the league. You're a very good corner. You're not a top corner in the league. Stop doing that. Yeah, and you know, like that and then also like none of the offensive linemen, like nobody went up to Diggs and like, dude, that's our quarter. Like, none of them like stood up for Dak. Like yeah, you know, so like I worry in that locker room too. There's like, some chemistry issues. There definitely yeah. is. Yeah, and that that that's a big concern. And I, 
and I think we're both on the same page. We're not big Mike McCarthy guys either. No, no, so like not at all. Not at all. You know, so yeah, I think in the NFC they don't make a playoff game. I think they'll make the playoffs, but yeah, I, I maybe they, yeah, I'm with you. Maybe they win a game. I wouldn't be shocked they lose in the first round. You know, so yeah, I'm there with you. Wildcard team at best. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we'll give our five takeaways from Week One of the preseason. I will go first. Uh, my first takeaway is the Colts made the right move starting Anthony Richardson. I think, and I was concerned about that, about Richardson being a starter at the beginning of the season. But from the way he looked on uh, Saturday, I know he didn't look great. I know he threw the pick, but they moved the ball. Two of those three drives, they moved the ball. Alex Pierce has got to catch that ball that uh, there on that third drive when they drove when they drove down the field and he missed the field goal. Alex Pierce has got to catch that ball. Anthony Richardson, I know he's he's going to have his struggles this year. He's going to turn the ball over. He's going to be an accurate time. He's going to have a struggle. But the thing is, is he looked like he belonged, and that is enough to start over Gardner Minshew. Now the question is, you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot of Anthony Richardson with with him with his lack of college experience. Do you think he's going to be ready for pro football? No, oh, I, I I actually disagree with you right now. Really? I'm wearing really? Minshew right now. I really? mean, at least wow. Minshew's a capable backup because again, I feel like if, if Richardson yeah, goes but, out but, there, but he looked, early, listen, listen, he looked like he belonged. He looked like he belonged on on, on 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 Saturday. He looked like he belonged, and don't get me wrong, he probably looked better than any of those any of the rookie quarterbacks. Let's be honest, he did. Yeah, I mean, he looked, he looked like he belonged. And let me tell you something. Yeah, he, he, he his numbers weren't great, but he played in the best conference in college football. And I was not for starting Anthony Richardson before Saturday. But from what I saw on Saturday, that's enough to start over a below average to bad starting quarterback in the league. Yeah, like at least, like I'm saying, just start Garmin for the first couple of weeks, and just because I, I feel like yeah. But why would you voluntarily start a guy and lose games? Start the clock on Anthony Richardson right now. I think Frank Wright is absolutely no. I mean, sorry, not not Frank Wright. No, I think Shane Steichen is absolutely making the right decision. I feel like this is a Jim Irsay call. I think oh, it's really? Jim you think, I think it's, it's a Jim? I think it's a Steichen call. I think Steichen's making the right decision. I think for what he saw on Saturday, I think he's he's, he's not going to be great by any means. That team's probably not going to win more than five games. But they're starting the clock on their franchise quarterback. And I don't think even with him throwing interceptions and and struggling, he's going to lose his confidence. I don't know. I just feel like, again, some of these defenses, when you get some tape on this guy, he only played 12 games. Like I feel like this could be like a Mitch Trubisky type thing where it's just like he's just not ready. You know, like, I think there's some things that he probably has not seen defenses do before. You know, like, he just – because, I, feel, you know, again, he, go back to, like, Eli Payton. Like, they stayed, like, that fourth year for the experience. Yeah. They wanted to get as good as they could. Like, I yeah, feel but, like that's a major thing. But that's a different, that's a different era of football. Unless, unless you have a chance to win a Super Bowl that year, like with the Chiefs with Mahomes and Alex Smith, or, like, with the Packers with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. Unless you have a chance to win a championship – with that quarterback, you should be starting your rookie from day one. Like, like the Steelers probably should have been starting Kenny Pickett from day one last year because they were because by week four they were starting. So I don't I like I love the move that the Colts are starting Anthony Richardson right away. Yeah, I just feel like again, if it gets off to a bad start, it just he just goes to the you know, like you know, because some of these guys, you know, defensively pass rushers are just, you know, they're going out there to go kill him. Like and Again, if he misses a sign, doesn't see something, again, leaves the pocket too early, he's going to get himself killed, you know? And I just feel like – I get it, but they protect the quarterbacks more than they, they, they ever have. They protect the quarterbacks more than they, they ever do. have. So I, I'm not concerned at all with him starting. I know you're concerned. I know with his lack of experience, you're concerned. But what I saw against a first-team defense on Saturday, yes, he's not going to light, though. He's probably not going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. No. 
but he he looked like he belonged. And to me, that is enough when you have Gardner Minshew as your back, as your, as, a, as your back, as the other quarterback. Yeah, even though Minshew's not bad though. Like I, like I wouldn't I mean, have him Jack, as my starting quarterback. The Jaguars like, won one game with him with last year, last year he was a starting quarterback. That team he's was below average at best. Though. I know the team was yeah. bad. He's below average at best. Yeah, like I'm not saying he's gonna be like a franchise. You have to go throw him all six, 17 games, but like at least throw him like the first half just to like practice wise. Like I just feel like some of the timing stuff, like that's that's key. And I, you just he didn't get that much at Florida. And, and again, like I kind of worry about that Florida. Like they're starting Grant Mertz now. Like everybody's so high and you know, like like. I, and I, I like I, I like Billy Napier going in, but now I kind of worry about him. So like maybe it's one of these things where yeah, maybe maybe say Justin Herbert, maybe not to that extent, but like okay, maybe Billy Napier wasn't the right coach for him, and he just kind of figures it out here. Maybe that could happen. But like I just feel like he's got a very high ceiling, but the flows the the floor is very low. And I feel like you start him too early, he's not going to reach that potential, and that's that's kind of what I'm kind of a little bit worried about. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You don't want him starting. I will. We'll see what happens when the season starts. Now he will be starting, so we'll see. We'll see where yeah, where, see. where it goes. But we'll we'll see. We'll definitely remember that though. When he when if he's struggling or he's playing well, we'll definitely remember what we talked about uh, this week. But number two for me, the Panthers and the Texans. I know there were there were people who were saying, "Oh, the Panthers could win the AFC South." With Bryce Young, no way. The Panthers and Texans, from what I saw in Week One from from Stroud and Young, they're both both franchises are going in the right direction, but they're both definitely not going to be playoff teams. The Panthers and Texans will definitely not be playoff teams this year. I think both teams will win five games. Yeah, I know they, I know they're going in the right directions with new coaches and new quarterbacks, but they will not be playoff teams uh, this season. Number three, the Chiefs need Chris Jones back as soon as possible. I saw that defense on Sunday against the Saints, that first team defense, and even the second teamers. That first that first team defense gave up two touchdowns. They got two touchdowns. They got fourteen points in less than a quarter of football. This Chiefs defense, if they, and listen, I'm not going to doubt Patrick Mahomes. He's great, and they're still going to be – even if they, even if Chris Jones is holding out, they're still contenders because they have Patrick Mahomes. But they would not be a favorite. They're, they're, they're definitely going to struggle against teams like the, the Bengals and the, and, the, and the Jaguars and, and the Jets and, and the Bills if they don't have him, and even the Chargers if they don't have him. So the Chiefs need Chris Jones back as soon as possible. N- number four, there is no way the Broncos are Super Bowl contenders – with Sean Payton. I know Sean Payton's back and you pair him with Russell Wilson, but I saw that. I saw, I saw them in preseason on Friday against the worst team in football and probably the worst defense in football. It took them four possessions to get a touchdown. Russell Wilson. I know you could talk all you want about Nathaniel Hackett. Russell Wilson. I hate to say, I hate to say it. He's not that good anymore. He's not the player he was in Seattle. He's just not. I, I think he'll have obviously a better year. I think the Broncos will be in, a, in the playoff race. I think Wilson will be better, but he's not the player he was in Seattle. And I think that's what's going to be that's what that's what's going to be the case this year. I think the Broncos will be a playoff contender. They're definitely not going to be a Super Bowl contender this season. And then number five, the AFC North is the best division in football going into this season. I mean, he, 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 I mean, I mean, yes, the AFC North is the best division. Yes, I meant the AFC. The AFC North is the best division in football going into the season, and, and, and here's why. Obviously, I know Burrow's hurt, but you got the Bengals, the Ravens. They should be good if Lamar. I know it's a big if, but if Lamar stays healthy. And then from what I saw this week in the preseason, the way Kenny – I thought Kenny Pickett looked really good. I think he's going to make a jump this year, and I think the Steelers are going to be a playoff team. And then the worst team in the division with the Browns. The worst team in the division has Deshaun Watson as their starting quarterback. That that means you are the best division in football. If you want to compare it to the, to, to, the, uh, to, to the NFC East, the NFC East, 
The Commanders are not as good as the Browns. And the Patriots, I know the Patriots have beaten the Browns the last two years, but Deshaun Watson hasn't played neither of those two games. So to me, the AFC North is the best division of football. So my five takeaways are the Colts are making the right move starting Richardson. Texans and Panthers will definitely not be playoff teams, and so won't the Colts either. Uh, so any of those teams, rookie quarterbacks, won't be playoff teams. Chris Jones needs to be back as soon as possible. Uh, the uh, the the AFC North is the, is the best division in football, and the Broncos will not be Super Bowl contenders with Wilson and Sean Payton this year. Justin, what are your five takeaways? Mine, so, yeah, I kind of the three rookie first-round quarterbacks. Yeah, like, um, you know, Richardson, yeah, was, like, the best, but, like, I still kind of felt a little bit underwhelmed by their performance, especially from Stroud and Young. Like, I worry about Young. I just think the size – I, I think he's going to struggle. So you would actually sit bright. Would you sit bright to Young? I, like, first of all, I would I never, I, I would never sit bright Young. I would not Again, sit bright Young at all. No, I'm I sorry. wouldn't. I would I not sit bright Young at all. Size. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I just, I think the size is going to be an issue. Like, I, I just don't know if he's going to be able to to handle it. I, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a tough road for him. And, you know, and so I, I think there's going to be some struggles there with him. Stroud, I think Stroud's going to be the best of all these kind of first-round rookie picks. Wow, and he didn't play that well on, uh, on uh, Thursday. He didn't. But again, I, that, uh, yes. That's you guess. He did, and and again, I think all these guys just need more timing. They need more practice. They need more. They need they need more rhythm. They're still learning. Like again, they still got two more weeks of preseason. But I, I think Stroud could be the best out of all of them. Again, not like you know, just not take not you know. I, I think they'll you know like I think Stroud will be okay. Again, I again as I mentioned, I think Richardson has the highest ceiling. I just lowest four. I don't, yeah, the lowest four, and that's why I'm just not. I think Young. I just think the size of him. I I think he could struggle trying to throw over some some of these lines. Uh, my second one, I was really impressed with Dorian Thompson Robinson. You know, so another rookie quarterback. Again, I know he's not starting, but like if Watson goes down, he looked. Very, and again, I remember his first start against UC or against Cincinnati his freshman year. He had like five interceptions. And I'm like Chip Kelly's gonna be. Long, he better find another quarterback, but he developed so much over the last couple of years. He looked so poised. Um, you know, he's he's such an accurate passer, and he and he was yet again this weekend for the Browns. Again, not starting, but like something. If Watson goes down, you know, maybe you got a backup there. My third one was the poor offensive line play, and that was bad. It was really bad yeah. around the league. Even with the Jets, yeah. you heard you heard, you heard Salah. Like if you watch Hard Knock, you heard Salah and Hard Knocks drop a couple of f bombs with how bad the offensive line play was in that joint practice against the Panthers. I didn't watch it yet, but no, really, I didn't watch it yet. But wow, yeah, it's bad. Like, and I again, I think some of these college, I think some of the schools just coming up, they they're just there's just not enough time, and some of these passers are now just so elite that I, I think they just there's a little bit of a struggle. There's just so many talented guys now that some of these guys just aren't right at the NFL level, and you know, it, it, again. Like teams that have some scramblers you can get out of the pocket, I think kind of it, it favors them. But absolutely, you got some, absolutely, you know. football is becoming more and more about the skill guys and the quarterback. I know the offensive line is still important, but it's becoming less about the offensive line. Yeah, it is. And again, if it kind of continues a poor play, it, it'll you know be interesting to see you know uh, how kind of that develops. And then my fourth one is uh, you know I had same one as you here with the Chiefs. Yeah, they they need they need some they need uh Chris Jones or another pass rusher because yeah they got no pressure. Um, the 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 Saints kind of they 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 did whatever they wanted to him in the trenches. Yeah, I'm not freaking out about Kansas City in that defense because yeah you have Patrick Mahomes you're gonna score some points but yeah in a playoff game against going up against the Bills where you're in Bills, a shootout or the Jaguars Bengals yeah. who you've lost who you've lost to outside of that one game Burrow's beat you three times mm -hmm. Jets some of these teams that could that could keep up with you and have. 
better defenses than you, that could be a very big concern. That could be a big concern if Chris Jones is out because he is their Patrick Mahomes on defense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, he's a stud and they need him. So, yeah, like that's something, again, won't be concerning. Probably won't be concerning till you know, like the playoffs. But it is a little bit of a concern there. And then, yeah, my my fifth and final one was same one as you with the with the Broncos. Yeah. Sean Payne's a good coach. He'll, he'll, he'll yeah, he'll keep in the playoff race. But, yeah, R- Russell Wilson is not the same guy anymore. I don't believe in that team to be a Super Bowl tender. Again, yeah, he'll play better. But I don't expect this team to to, to – be any type of contender in this division or you know in the conference in the no. conference i don't think they're winning that division maybe so. maybe they, they they sneak in to that yeah. like seventh seed they sneak in maybe get a playoff spot because that's a tough place to play and obviously they have a good coach now but no they are not they are not a super bowl contender like the difference between them and the chargers the chart they, they could finish ahead of the chargers because of coaching but the chargers they got the talent and the quarterback to be a super bowl to be to be a team that could compete that could that, that get to a super bowl yeah yeah absolutely and you know i know the two the broncos again just None of those wide receivers get that healthy, so no, that's the problem. That that helps too. So yeah, it's a, that that hurts them as well. So yeah, that those are, those are my five: the Broncos, the Chiefs, uh, missing Chris Jones. Um, then also the my third one: Dorn Thompson Robinson, the poor offensive line, and then the three uh, first round rookie quarterbacks. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we'll be doing our takeaways of week two of the preseason next week, but. We're going to wrap up the show talking about the AP Top 25 that came out on Monday. Big day on Monday. All the NFL news and the AP Top 25 coming out. And the big the big question is, is should Georgia be the number one team in the country? Now, in my opinion, I think they should be just because they've won the last two national titles. And then, and then they're, on, they're, they're close. They're, clo- they're, on, they're close to that level with Alabama where it doesn't matter who they lose. They're going to be a great team anyways. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're at that point in time right now. And, yeah, I was very surprised that Michigan got two first place votes. Like Reese Davis was one of them that took Michigan ahead of him. Like, oh, I, wow. I guess he had a response. I didn't listen to it yet, but I, I very interesting to see how why you know that he, he did pick Michigan over Georgia. But yeah, Georgia with everybody they got coming back, um, Georgia should be the number one team again. They with their schedule in high it so. To be fair, they did. They were supposed to play Oklahoma this year, but because they're doing the SEC next year, the SEC told them to cancel that series. So they they got four cupcakes, but they could they're punching their ticket already to Atlanta. They'll be in the SEC championship game. They're just they're gonna roll everybody over again. So uh, yeah, Georgia should be the number one team in the country. They got they got an act like Bennett. I know played well with the Rams this weekend, but like they got a five. They're gonna have like a five star quarterback. I don't know if they announced it yet. Who's gonna be the starter? But um, they're you know, they're, they're going to be bad. They got a lot of talent at, coming back on that team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you talk about Michigan and all the stuff going on with Harbaugh. Should they be the number two team in the country going into this season? Yeah. they. Sh- yeah. I got them. In- yeah. I I'm fine with them or two. And it sounds like that suspension is going to get pushed back now. It, really? So, gotcha. um, sounds like the, the time there's the hearing. It sounds like they, they're going to push the hearing back to now 2024 because he's appealing it. So if any, this would be the the off season where Harbaugh, I think, goes back to the NFL if he really wants to. This would be the off season. I, I feel like coming up because this is um, like his this is his last chance. Do you think to win it in Michigan? I feel like if he wants to go back to the NFL, there's not going to be a better opportunity. Than exactly because of all the rules in the NCAA and everything. Yeah. So this could be, and again, I he always kind of said he wanted to put Michigan in a better spot than when he brought it when he got here. He, they definitely He's are. That. Oh, oh yeah. they definitely are. Two straight co- – now, they should have played for the national title last they year. Should, yeah. That was that was ridiculous. They should have been in that national t- championship game last year. But, yeah, two straight wins over Ohio. It couldn't beat Ohio State before he came. He's beaten them two years in a row. He's got him to the college football playoffs two years in a row. So, 
yeah, it, it, he's definitely done a, a really not a, not a great job, but a really really good job at Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done an outstanding job, and you know, it, yeah, they they should have been there. And again, everybody's so high on JJ McCarthy, but he lost in that game. He did not play well in that. He was not great. He made a couple of key key mistakes, and I still have him there, at number two. But they got one of the best running back rooms in the country. They got some talent defensively. Um, again, you know, Ohio State. I think this is year two, Penn State. I think this is a year where they could all go yeah, like with, eight and with, one against each with other with Singleton and with uh, with Aller and Singleton. Yeah. yeah, this is a big year for Penn State, and they got and they got Mich- they got Michigan in their house, and they always yeah. play well. James Franklin, he doesn't play well at Ann Arbor, but he always <laughs> plays well at, at, at yes. home. Even even two years ago when uh, when when Penn State wasn't that good, they almost beat Michigan that year. Remember, they were they were this close to beating yeah. Michigan. Then you go back to uh, 2019, they beat Michigan. They beat Michigan pretty good at home. 2017, they beat him pretty good at home. So they played Jim Harbaugh very, very tough and in Happy Valley. So that's a very, very winnable game uh, for Penn State. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. And, yeah, that's that's going to be a huge one. That will be a fun one because, yeah, late November, you know, that – or, yeah, mid or, yeah, mid, uh, mid there. I think that's already the new kickoff. I thought maybe that would be the, the already, whiteout wow, game. But, wow, yeah, wow. they already – Already new the kickoff. New they've, already, yeah. they already made it, they've already made it the new kickoff. So, yeah. so yeah, that that should, that should be really really exciting to uh, see Michigan come to Happy Valley this year. But we'll go back to the SEC in Alabama. Alabama coming in at number four in the country. I know they lost Will Anderson. I know they lost Bryce Young. Are they? Is it too low for them to be number four? And to be honest, I might honestly think they're properly they're in the right spot at number four because I think Ohio State might be better than them, and I think Michigan might be better. And obviously, Bama's won the last two national titles. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm- I think, yeah, I think number four is right for him. Again, I, the quarterback situation right now is still, I don't, I think it's going to be Tyler Buchanan, but I, again, I don't know. And Saban said a week ago, week or two ago, it was like the wide receivers dropping too many passes. Like it's just not crisp right now. You know, they should have lost Texas week two last year. They got to go to that. You know, they, they got to come into Tuscaloosa this year, but. Yeah, I, again, I think defensively they'd be good, but I think we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. There's not that big wide receiver again this year that I don't think is going to make a huge kind of statement on this team. And I, I think Alabama, again, they'll be good. They'll be right there. They may, you know, they could win the West, but it, I think four's, I think four's a very reasonable spot for them right now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. The big game is going to be that LSU game. That LSU game nope. is going to be a humongous game. That game is probably going to be one of the biggest games of the season when Bama and LSU plays. You know Saban's going to want revenge because that costed him playing Georgia for that SEC title game. I think there's a great chance we're going to get Alabama-Georgia in Atlanta this year. I, I really want it again. I think there's a great chance we're going to get that game this year. Yeah, I'm there with you. I think so. Again, I won't take away from anything from LSU last year, but they they won a couple games where they really should have. Oh, lost Brian Kelly's job. done an outstanding job. He Brian Kelly yeah, proved yeah. that he could co- that he could coach anyone. He can coach out. To, he can go anywhere and be great. And he he proved in the SEC his first year. Brian Kelly proved why he's probably a top five coach in college football. Yeah, yeah, he is right now. And yeah, like, again, they surprised some people last year. Cause I think you know. Ian Forrest, somewhere around there. But, yeah, they got to Georgia. You know, he did a great job with uh, Jaden Daniels. And everybody loved – you know, he's one of, like, kind of the – one of the – I think he's, like, the second or third most bet Heisman kind of front runner this year going in. Like, I, I like him, but I don't – I don't know if he's a Heisman winner. But, again, they won the West again. He plays really well. Yeah, maybe I, – I, I think there's a chance he's sitting there in New York in, in December with a chance to win the Heisman. But – yeah, Brian Kelly did a heck of a job of that team uh, last year. And, yeah, they're going to be talented again. 
We'll see. We we Florida State that Sunday night again. That's that was a great game last year. We got that's two gonna be fun. top ten and teams. Florida State's gonna be good too. So that's gonna be that's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. Two yeah, two top ten teams. Number eight Florida State and uh, number five LSU. So that should be that should be a lot of fun. That, especially that Sunday that Sunday night uh, uh, after that Sunday night uh, right yeah, before Labor Day. So that, that should be that should be a lot of fun. So two more questions. First, uh, which team that is in the top twenty five that shouldn't be in the top twenty five? Which team that's in there shouldn't that, that shouldn't be? In there? You know, I, I don't think I'm be surprised by what I'm saying, but it's going to be AM. They just get the benefit of the doubt always. Oh, every year because of Jimbo yeah. Fisher, and he won that yeah. one national title with Jameis Winston. That's yeah. all he won that one title with. And of course, the AM, they can go like, they went like seven and five last year. They go five and five seven. And last seven. Year. Five they didn't even seven. make a bowl game, and they're a top 25 team this year. Yep. That makes no sense. Oh, just because they added Bobby Petrino. That's probably why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two coordinators now. That's going to go oh, well. Man. You know what D coordinator is? What you say? You know what D coordinator is? Who? DJ Durkin. Remember him at Maryland? Oh my one god. Of, that's gonna be that's, yeah, that's gonna be a drama. That's gonna that staff's gonna have a lot of drama on it. Oh my oh, god. Oh yes, it is. That's gonna be yeah, that that would be that would be fun Talk to watch. Talk about three guys that are gonna have three different agendas. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, that like that's why I know they got 20 starters back, but what showed me last year that yeah. that's a top 20. You're gonna see the coaches now. fighting at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet gonna be a couple of games where the coaches fight at halftime. No, it wouldn't shock me. Again, I it, Jimbo, Jimbo said maybe there's a chance he'd give up the play calling duties, but again, I don't. No, no, he's not going to give up the play. He's a, nat- he's a national championship head coach. He's not giving up play calling. I don't think he is either. We'll see if he kind of monitorize that, monitorize that offense a little bit. I, I'll see when I believe it. But yeah, like, it's probably a good idea to hire Bertrino again. But yeah, the, the culture there with him and Dirk is just not great. Oh, oh, not great. Oh, oh. One coach that gets that gets fired from one school for for for, for uh, play for, for not treating players properly, and then another coach. We all know the story about Bobby Petrino. That's going to be a mess at Texas A and M. That's going to be a mess there. So, what team that is isn't in the top twenty five should be a top twenty five team? I'm going with the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. I really they got all eleven guys coming back offensively this year. I think they're a dark horse to win that Big Twelve again. I think it's. Again, Texas should win that conference. They they got the most talent. Their offense and defense oh, yeah. lines like the best it's been in 15 years. But you know me, I can't buy tech. I can't. Yeah, buy you, you, you don't trust. You don't trust Arkeesian at all. I bet. No, no, he hasn't won 10 games yet in a, in a, as a head coach, and he's been at USC, Washington, and now Texas. Like those are those three are two pretty good three pretty good schools. Yeah, yeah. So and, and, uh, and you see, we say Washington's not that big. Oh, they played in the college football playoff one yeah. time. So yeah, they did. You know that was. I think that's the last time the Pac-12 the Pac- has been in the college football playoff. Yeah, yeah. Oregon, right? Yeah. I think it is. Because Oregon, yeah, Oregon hasn't been there in a while. Yeah. 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 So that, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what he's got. We'll see what Sir, Sir, uh, Sir Keaton's got. But, yeah, I love Texas Tech. Again, they got Oregon coming in week two to uh, Texas Tech in Lubbock Saturday night. That would be a big one for him. But I, I really like the Texas Tech team. I thought they played really well towards the end of last year. They got a lot of momentum. Joey McGuire um, did a heck of a job last year with that team. Again, they're building some real momentum, and it's a team. Week one at Wyoming could be tricky, but they get they survive out there in Laramie. They come home for Oregon. That's a perfect spot. Um, Tyler Show, their starting quarterback, an Oregon transfer. I think Texas Tech. I don't I don't know if they're going to win the Peg Twelve, but that that's a team I look out for. That I would not be shocked they're playing the Big Twelve championship game this year. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Nobody expected TCU to do anything last year. No. You saw what happened there. They got to the national title game. So we'll, so we'll see what happens. But that's going to wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with RJ For Justin Anafrio, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week 
talking more NFL preseason and and we'll and the Red Sox trying to get that last wild card spot. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Chawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.